Hey, we're back. Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortenball. This is episode 175 of the podcast, NFL Free Agency at its absolute finest. How you guys doing? It's been a while, but it's good to be back behind the microphone. There's a lot going on, and there's a lot coming up. College hoops next week. We've got a bunch to roll out. Get you set for your brackets, your bets, all that good stuff. Golf's four majors are coming up. The NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, the draft. We're cooking. We're absolutely cooking. we got a lot going on, and we do plan on rolling out podcasts on a more frequent basis. It's been very busy as of late. I apologize, but it's time to get back down to work. Now, a few things. First, John Murray, race and sportsbook manager at the Westgate in Las Vegas, is going to join us in just a few moments. We're going to talk about everything going on down in Sin City now that the first week of NFL free agency is pretty much in the books. The Odell Beckham trade. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, the Patriots doing nothing. What does it mean? What action are they taking? What do we need to know? All that in just a few moments. A shameless self-promotion while we're at it. For those of you who don't know, got a little TV gig going on right now that I think some of you may like. ESPN News, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. The show's called Daily Wager. It's hosted by my good buddy, Doug Kazarian. And it features a variety of ESPN analysts and some sports betting experts as well. Guys like Preston Johnson, the sports cheetah, who we've had on before, does a remarkable job. I get to make a couple appearances throughout the course of the week. It's been awesome. Check us out. Let me know what you think. ESPN News, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, Daily Wager. Now, one more announcement. We got more sponsors on board, baby. Prop Swap. If you are a sports better and you haven't heard about Prop Swap, let me tell you, it's one of the coolest things I've come across in a long time. Here is how prop swap works. Say you lay a $100 futures bet on Michigan to win the NCAA championship. And they go out, and they win their first two games, and you decide you want to guarantee yourself some profit. List it for sale on prop swap. Take that ticket, go to prop swap, list it for sale. You can get paid early. It's that simple. Last year, this dude Barry from Las Vegas. Larry. He took a $10 Loyola ticket, and he turned it into 1000 bucks after Loyola had won four games by selling it on PropSwap. Go to PropSwap.com slash covers to get started. That's PropSwap.com slash covers. Look at us. Look at us with all types of announcements and sponsors. How about this? Now that all the talk and foreplay is done, let's get into some business. It's going to be up 500 by midnight. Yeah! To the city of dreams, Las Vegas we go. He is the race and sportsbook manager at the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook. John Murray joining us here on the Sharp 600. John, as always, thank you for your time. It's a pleasure to have the opportunity to pick your brain. Before we jump into NFL free agency, how's life right now down in Vegas during the conference hoops tournaments? It's pretty busy. I, I think this is actually a really fun week to come out here because you don't have nearly the crowds you're going to see next week. And there's actually some tournaments in town, so you can go to games at the Thomas & Mac or at T-Mobile Arena, which I think is kind of fun. And next week's a little bit too hectic, honestly, Joe. It's crazy out here next week. <laughs> One of my favorite weekends 
when I was living in Vegas wasn't the opening weekend of March Madness. It was the second weekend. Yeah. Lighter crowds. Games start a little bit later. There's not as much action, but it's easier to get reservations. You can maybe play some golf in the morning or hit the pools that are open and then ease your way into the games. Yeah, and it's usually better games, too. You know, right. Everybody always roots for upsets the first two rounds, but I'd prefer to see the favorites win and set up the really great matchups the following week. So, you know, usually you can get some really good games in uh, that, that round of 16, Elite Eight round. No doubt. No doubt. All right, NFL free agency. We're reaching the conclusion of the first week. One of the splashiest moves of the last few days was the trade that sent Odell Beckham Jr. from the Giants to the Cleveland Browns. Tell us the ripple effect in Vegas regarding Cleveland Futures. Well, we, we already liked the Browns anyway, even before that trade. We already had them down at 25-1. to 1. Now we're down at 14-1. to 1. I look at that Cleveland offense right now. I'm not sure there's any team in the NFL that has more talent in terms of offensive playmakers than the Cleveland Browns. They bring in Kareem Hunt. They bring in Odell Beckham Jr. They already had a lot of playmakers on offense. I like Landry, Chubb, and Joku. Mayfield, of course. I mean, the sky's the limit on how good this Cleveland offense can be. I think they're definitely the best team in the AFC North right now. The famous Warren Buffett line is that you should be fearful when others are greedy and greedy (laughs) when others are fearful, right? Like, basically, it's the contrarian approach. You have all these people now that really love Cleveland. Does Mm -hmm. that mean it's possible there's better value to look at a team like Pittsburgh or Baltimore? I think it's going to mean there's going to be – potentially could be value fading them in some of their early games during the season. For sure, because there was a lot of value betting on the Browns last year or so. But you know, this is a team that probably would have won the division last year if they had just gone with Freddie Kitchens and gone with Baker Mayfield from the start. There was no reason to bring Hugh Jackson back with a 1-31 record, and there was certainly no reason to start Terod Taylor over Baker Mayfield. Those were just idiotic decisions, and if they'd never made them, they probably would have won the North a year ago. Now you bring in more talented players, and all these young guys are another year older. I know that everyone's going to be picking Cleveland, and that scares me a little bit, but on paper, they're clearly the best team in that division. What did the Antonio Brown acquisition mean for the Raiders and their futures? <laughs> I don't know what the Raiders are doing. I'll, I'll tell you that much. I mean, we lowered them from 80-1 to 1 to 60-1 to 1 just because we were expecting money, and we got it. And we had already taken some bets on them at 100-1 to 1 earlier in the offseason. But I can't figure out what the Raiders are doing at all. I, when they made their trades last season, it made sense to me because it looked like they were building towards their move to Las Vegas in 2020, clearing up cap room, stockpiling draft choices, and now they're using all that cap room now. Uh, do they think that they can contend this year? Uh, they're, they're trading for a 31-year-old wide receiver? I, I don't understand what they're doing at all. It's like they can't decide if they're coming or going. <laughs> Being here in the Bay Area, that conversation comes up quite a bit believe you me um the idea that they didn't want to spend the money on Khalil Mack in his prime a locker room guy someone you drafted you let him go but then you have no problem going out and spending money on Antonio Brown it's not to knock Brown it's to your point though what's the plan here it seems like the plan is a a, some weirdo version of battleship a2 miss all right d4 hit all right d3 miss all right e7 you see what i'm saying like oh yeah it it, it doesn't have much of a rhyme or reason feel to it no it doesn't and what was the the name of the offensive lineman they got from new england trent brown yeah if new england is letting you go if new england is letting a player go that should give you pause if the Patriots are saying, no, nah, we'll let him go to you, that should scare you. If that doesn't scare you, you haven't been paying much attention to the NFL the last 
20 years or so. So I've got nothing against Trent Brown. I'm sure he's a fine player, but it would give me pause if I was going out in the free agency market and the Patriots were, were saying, okay, we'll let this guy go to you. Is there, a le- is there a lesson there? Because this happens every year. It feels like there's the same five or six teams. Miami's usually one of them. The same yeah. five or six teams out there spending like crazy. And then you never hear about New England until two weeks later when they sign a guy to a three-year, $9 million deal, and he ends up starting every game and playing well for them. Like, is how much – you guys have to adjust numbers because people want to adjust their mindset and make bets. But how much does free agency really matter? Well, I think if you're signing a player on the first or second day of free agency, chances are you're overpaying the guy. Because like, I don't think a player would bite on the first day of free agency unless he thought you were making him a hugely generous offer. I look at the Redskins as a team that does this every year. They jumped in and took Landon Collins, gave him $45 million guaranteed at a time when all these other teams are kind of getting away from the safety position as an important position. The Raiders doing it with – with uh, Brown and with Tyrell Williams, and then the, the Dolphins have done it a lot in the past. New England never does it. So that it, it seems like the easiest thing to me would be to just, if I became the GM of an NFL team, I would kind of look at what Bill Belichick does every year and just try to copy that and look at what teams like the Redskins and the Dolphins and the Raiders do every year and ignore that and do the exact opposite. Uh, but free agency definitely factors into our odds, but it's mostly just because we know where the bets are coming other than the Beckham to Cleveland trade, I don't know that any of these other moves have really made any of these teams contenders. I, I don't think the Jets are a contender just because they got Le'Veon Bell, and I certainly don't think the Raiders are a contender for anything. All right, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to get an understanding of positional value. If a starting quarterback, a good starting quarterback's out, that's going to have a huge effect on the line. It could have a huge effect in free agency if a big name was to move to a new team, not like Flacco to Denver, but if something major was to happen, like when Peyton Manning signed with the Broncos. What are the next most important positions? I mean, I'm sure there's a huge drop-off, but is there anything else that really stands out and moves the needle? I'd say after quarterback, pass rusher. I mean, we saw the impact Khalil Mack had last year in Chicago. Wide receiver and offensive tackle, those are positions that – I think make a big difference. Running back would be last on that list in my book. I've, I've got nothing against Le'Veon Bell, but I don't see how he really improves the Jets that much. He's just a running back. I, I mean, you, you look at the Giants with Saquon Barkley last year. I don't think there's any way Barkley could have been better than he was last season. I think he exceeded every expectation we had for him, and the Giants still sucked. <laughs> so it, it just, it's just a position where it's not going to have that much impact. I, don't, I think the Jets made a really good decision a year ago drafting Sam Darnold. I don't think that they made a good decision with the Le'Veon Bell signing uh, this offseason. Prior to free agency, when you guys put out your Super Bowl futures, were there any big adjustments you made based on any sharp action you took? Well, really not. I wouldn't say sharp action because you, know, you don't see sharps get involved in the futures market too much just because of the whole percentages in there. But you've got to adjust with the money always. And a, a team like the Chicago Bears is a team we've taken a lot of bets on. We briefly went down to 12 to 1, although we've moved them back up to 16 to 1. And then the Browns. I know there's reports all over the place of all these different books taking money on the Browns. We've taken a fair bit of money on Cleveland. That's why we have them down at 14 to one off the opener of 30 to one. I think Kansas City is pretty clearly the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, I'm not saying that I think there's great value at six to one, but I think with Mahomes coming into his second year as the starting quarterback, uh, Kansas City to me is a cut above the rest of the field. 
How concerned are you about the defense? They lose D Ford. Uh, they're moving on from Justin Houston. They're moving on from Eric Berry. He only played in a couple games last year anyway. They were already struggling a bit over there, and they're transitioning from Bob Sutton's 3-4 to Steve Spagnolo's 4-3. Yeah, I'm not really concerned because this defense wasn't very good last year anyway. So you, you talk about moving on from a D.C. or several of the key players from a group that didn't perform to begin with. I think that's okay. I like Steve Spagnola. They just need their defense to be decent, and Patrick Mahomes will do the rest. Uh, really, they, they would have won the AFC Championship last year if they just won the coin toss in, the, in overtime or if they had been awake at the start of the first quarter, which they weren't. So I really think Kansas City is a cut above the rest of, of the league right now. Does that mean it'll translate in January? I don't know. I mean, Belichick seems to always find a way to win. But I do think the Chiefs have clearly the best team. How are you guys getting set for the NFL draft? I know there were recent uh, legislation changes made that allow books to take action on the draft. Do you have any props up now? And how many do you kind of plan on offering come late April? You know, we've had those discuss like initial discussions on that. Me and Ed Sammons have had some talks about it. We're going to offer more this year than we have in the past just because gaming is allowing us to offer more. One thing we're going to do differently, though, is we're going to close the betting a little bit earlier. In the past, we've been closing it on the Wednesday night before the draft, and we found that there's just too much information out there by then. We haven't completely landed on exactly when we're going to close it, but it's definitely going to be earlier than that. Right now, all we have is – Player to be selected first overall, and most of the money is on Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray's been pushed from minus 140 up to minus 250. I'm still a little skeptical there. I just I can't believe that a team would take him first overall at his size. But I didn't think Baker Mayfield would be the first overall pick last year, and he was, and he was outstanding. So don't put too much stock into what I think. Oh, I have to tell you, I, I hate you for your approach to the draft props, closing them <laughs> earlier. But as a guy who's made money, now I, I, I know the industry. Like I've, I've covered sports betting for a while, but I'm never going to hold myself out to be one of the smartest guys in the room when it comes to this. But I've always done well with the draft. And people think I have some in. It's, I don't. You just follow the information. Like, yeah. get an understanding of team needs. Get an understanding of the best players. Mix and match a little bit. Understand team history. And you can put yourself in a position to maybe hit an over-under on a certain player drafted in the top ten. But the idea is I'm always paying bad prices because you have to wait until the last day. That's when the best mm -hmm. info comes out. Like, last year, Mayfield was still 5-1 to one to go first in the morning on the day of the draft. And I was firing on that, but I mean, to be honest, that's a smart play on your behalf to make sure that bets can't come in. Cause you, you can only keep up. I, I don't know if you guys can possibly keep up faster than anybody else. I mean, that information's out there for everybody at the same time. It is. And we're busy booking a lot of other things at that time. I'm not making excuses, but we've got a lot no, of, of other things on our plate in April. We've got usually NBA and NHL playoffs around that time, the masters and what have you. But I think the biggest lesson we're going to take away from last year is we should never underestimate how stupid these NFL teams can be. Because <laughs> we, just, we just flat out didn't believe that the Giants or anybody would take a running back with the second overall pick. We simply did not believe that an NFL team could be that stupid, and we paid the price literally for our belief on that. And I still think, even though Barkley is a great player, I still think it was a terrible pick. But we don't want to ever give these teams too much credit. I'm going to remember that in the future there's no limit to how dumb these teams can be. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the best way to phrase the Barkley selection. Great player, bad pick. He's it, a great it's, player. He's it, great, but when you take a guy with a second overall pick, you want a guy that's going to play for your team for 12, 15 years. Yeah. And a running back simply cannot do that. It just doesn't happen. So I've got nothing against Barkley. I think Barkley's great. 
but I would never invest the number two overall pick in a running back. They could have taken Sam Darnold. They could have taken Bradley Chubb. They could have taken Quentin Nelson. And I think their franchise would have been better off long-term with any of those guys. Race and Sportsbook Manager for the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook, John Murray with us here on the Sharp 600. John, I appreciate the time. Thank you as always. Have a terrific weekend. Yes, sir. Have a good one. How about that ride in? I guess that's why they call it Sin City. <laughs> John Murray from the Westgate Dynamite, as always. Ladies and gentlemen, the Sharp 600 brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. Covers is very excited to partner with DraftKings, who's offering a free bet up to $500 when you make your first wager. All you have to do is go to DraftKings.com slash 500 dash free dash bet. DraftKings.com slash 500 dash free dash bet. That link is included in the bio to this podcast. Do it now. Take advantage of the software. Act quickly. Act quickly. This promotion won't be around for long. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See website for details. Episode 175 in the can. Thank you so much for your continued support. Hopefully you learned a little bit about the NFL, free agency, and the draft today. Get set, boys and girls. Early next week, it's time to start talking about the madness. We'll see you on Monday. But before then, enjoy your weekend. Be well, and best of luck. Take a dust, take a